Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchef, founder of Cali Barbecue and Cali Barbecue Media. Every business needs to be digital first and every business needs to be in the hospitality business. That is our ongoing thesis of this show. We are grateful that we have the founder of Pancho's Taqueria. It is Carlos Shavira. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's, Thank it's you. a pleasure to be to be with you. Thank you for being here. We we love this uh, this opportunity to be able to share the stories of entrepreneurs, business owners, restaurant owners who understand how hard it is to be in the hospitality business, um, but also understand that we need to use technology to help grow our businesses, and we use exactly. technology to communicate. So, you know, anybody that listens to this show, we're so grateful. We've been doing this since 2017. Um, you know, basically chasing chasing crazy ideas. You know, all the ideas that I didn't learn in business school. Um, that's why I have people like you on to to share the story of of how hard it is to open up a business, but why it's so rewarding. Can you can you bring us back to the to the beginning of the idea? Absolutely. Um, so I am from Mexico, and um, so I finished uh, college, and uh, I wanted to always work for huge companies like Sony or Panasonic. So I went for electric engineering, um, So, but I needed to speak English. So I, so I came to Boston back in 2000. So I started working in a restaurant in um, downtown Boston, uh, Magiano's Little Italy. And I worked there for about eight years. And then I went from two other different um, chains. Uh, but my sister convinced me, why don't we open our own? You know, we have my mother, which uh, she's a great uh, cook and, um, you know, and you have all the experience working with these corporations. Um, and so we started looking into open, opening our own, our, our own restaurant. So back in 2016, that's when we opened uh, Pancho's. So we started with everything, you know, um, creating Pancho's back in 2015, but, you know, uh, it was 2016 when we really opened uh, Pancho. And how how and big was then, the restaurant? How big was the restaurant? It's a it's a small place. It's about um, you know 1,300 square feet. So um, it, it's a um, um, fast casual uh, restaurant. Um, we do you know um, margaritas as well, so people get to sit down and enjoy their their food so which is it's really really authentic and what were the struggles when you opened up um first off um it was um building you know panches um i i think the uh, the town takes you know their time and and to um let us build it and it, it was you know, a, a struggle, but you know, we went through it. It took us a, almost a year to to really build it and and follow what the, the guidance of, of, of the town. I, I think that that was one of the uh, first uh, steps. And then, you know, when we opened, there was no Mexican food, so it was a huge success. And um, then we joined um, Fuda, which we got to go all over Boston. Um, which is great, you know, it's great publicity. You, you go to these huge buildings and, and sell 
for the employees that don't have a cafeteria or or you know anything anything like that so it, it's great to see you know panchos all over boston we're small and and to get recognized by you know huge businesses it, it's great you know when they come to the restaurant they're like oh you know i've had your food in downtown i mean downtown or, or whatever uh it, it's great yeah, I think, you know, one of the most exciting things for those of you that don't know, um, FUDA is a technology platform that helps restaurants coordinate large vending opportunities with large clients. So large corporate clients. Um, I know they're out here in San Diego and places like Scripps, which is a hospital um, and a lot of the other Qualcomm's and big places. But you know, one of the most important things that really got me excited about what FUDA was doing is understanding that as a restaurant owner, we spend so much time and effort to get people to come to our village. You know, mm -hmm. it's like I spent exactly. so much time building a barbecue business and there's 3 million people in San Diego. I'm like, if I do amazing barbecue, then people are going to drive 45 minutes to come and line up, you know, to buy our barbecue. And ultimately what I figured out now, and because of companies like FUDA that allow us to distribute our barbecue, to give us these partnerships, um, they give us an opportunity to go to, to places where people want really good food. They just can't, they don't have the time to drive to your restaurant and you get to go and, you know, pop up essentially put a, do a pop-up, um, and serve your great food. Can you, can you, do you remember the first FUDA experience? Yeah, totally. It was in, uh, huge building in 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 Boston and it, we were like so nervous because we you know we didn't I didn't know the expectation you know they they told me oh you gotta play for a hundred people and I'm like hundred people I'm like that so we we went in and and it was it was great it, it was just like being at the restaurant in a different building you know I I, I always see it I see it that way and um you know the the things that the uh, demographics of you know Boston there. You know when you go downtown, you have to be great to serve more salads and stuff like that. And then when we go to the suburbs, you 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 sell more meat than than anything else. It's just you know how. But now I, I know most of the sites, and I, I go like okay, so we gotta prep more healthy or veggies for this site, and you know it's great, great to see. To, to you know to get to know so many buildings and people you know and and they get excited when they they see us come in and you know i'm sure for other vendors as well but you know i it it, it really fills my heart with the pride when when i go in and, and see people going like wow that's awesome that you guys are coming in so there's a lot of people they are do you have a food truck as well or do you do catering no uh, we do catering, but uh, we we don't have a, a food truck. So um, explain we, to we, explain to people the difference of why something like FUDA gives you an advantage to not having a food truck. So um, what we do is it, it's really simple. You just bring the food, or and, and you make up a line. And you know the difference is that you know for a food truck you have to get permits and stuff like that. And food that does that for you. They get all the permitting and and and, and all that. And uh, for food trucks, um, you have to, like I said, get a permit and then find the right spot for it. Um, with food, I just, 
which you open like it's so like there are so many sites that you know i i mean i actually like food better than having a food truck because you know the one thing based the investment is not as high as having a food truck yep two you can go or be at you know three four five sites at the same time and you know uh it, you know, and I like the rotation as well, that not only one day you'll have Mexican, the next day it'll be, you name it, Indian, Brazilian, whatever it might be. So people don't get tired of the same food and they get to try, you know, so many different restaurants that they didn't even know. And what I like about Fuda is that they push uh, small businesses like mine to go out there and grow and yep. get exposed to so many people that you know they didn't even know that punches punches existed and now you know when you go to the john hancock they they're like okay um you know i know who you are i know where you are and i know all about your food which is great yeah. well what's amazing is that they go to places where there's already an active audience so they know that they're going to have lunch and they know that you're going to be there and you're going to be able that, oh, Pancho's is here. Like we get to have lunch, but they, they already tell you in advance, like you said, 100 people, 200 people, whatever that number is, mm -hmm. you can prepare as opposed to going somewhere with a food truck where you're hoping that there's a festival yeah. and you're hoping to sell, you know, 50 plates of food, but you don't know, like you don't mm -hmm. know, this is a much better opportunity for people which is why i love the the fact that they connect the the businesses with uh -huh. um an active audience and also with a food truck if it, if it rains it's not as busy <laughs> yes. it, with food is the opposite so if yeah. it's raining out people don't want to go out so yeah. you are in a building and they stay in it so much busier than, can you, you know can you tell me about the the marketing that you guys do um outside of the the food i mean it's amazing you know the the fact that you're outside of your business that's one of the hardest things for restaurant owners to learn is that you know we try to do everything in our restaurant we try to do things online but like really when you bring your food to someone else there's nothing like the magic of someone tasting your food because we love exactly. what we do but once they taste their food they're like oh my gosh Carlos, where can I get this? And you go, oh, you have a restaurant? Now they can know, and that becomes like really the best word of mouth advertising. What other types of marketing do you guys do? Um, we bring uh, coupons or, or, or business cards uh -huh. that will let them know where we are located so they can come up, you know? Um, I have people that have come to, to Pancho's from literally 40 miles away and I'm like, oh yeah, I had you at that building and, you know, I told my wife and here we are because I love your food. And I'm like, well, that's, 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 that's awesome. That's amazing. How, uh, how did you guys do through the pandemic? Um, it, it was tough. Um, you know, it's still, it still is, but, um, um, we are here, so we are alive and, you know, many, many people didn't make it. Many restaurants, yeah. unfortunately, didn't make it. And I'm glad to say that we did. And hopefully we we go to the numbers that we used to do. Um, and I can't wait 
can't wait to get as busy as we were. We were really busy with Fuda. We used to do nine pop-ups daily. Wow. Now we do, yeah, now we do really? nine weekly, but hey, I'm hoping, you know, Boston is opening up. People are going back to their offices. And I get that many companies are not going to do what they used to do because, yep. you know, uh, COVID taught us many, many things that, you know, you can stay home and work and that's going to work for many people, but hopefully not for many so we can go in and sell Mexican food. How, uh, for the people that are listening that, that want to get into the business, we have a lot of uh, hospitality professionals that, that maybe have dreams of one day opening up a restaurant. What kind of, what kind of advice would you have for them? Um, I would say talk to as many people as you can that have gone through opening a restaurant, having a restaurant, even if they close, just learn from that and, and, and just listen to all the struggles that they have. People think that it's really easy. <laughs> oh, you know, we'll just open a restaurant. No, it's not that easy. You know, it's time consuming. You, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing because you, I couldn't see myself sitting at a desk. Uh, that's why I love the restaurant business because every day is completely different. It's, yeah. it, that's why I love it because, you know, you don't get bored. You get to meet a lot of people and um, that's why I love it. But uh, yeah, I will say, you know, speak to as many people as you can that have, uh, you know, a restaurant or have had a restaurant. Now, when you're doing, uh, you do a lot of delivery as well, third-party delivery? Yeah. So mm -hmm. you, you use all uh, Grubhub, Uber Eats, DoorDash? Absolutely. What, what have you learned to maximize getting more delivery orders? Um, so I guess, you know, you have to invest to get more orders, whether it's with Uber Eats or DoorDash or Grubhub. Um, you know, um, in order for you to, to be up there, um, yep. but, um, pay to play. <laughs> exactly. Unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. And, um, but do you do, do you do online ordering through your website? We do as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So many people don't realize that, uh, you know, the restaurants contribute a lot to Uber, DoorDash, or, 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 or any of those platforms. Um, they think that, you know, they're helping us, but they, they do on a way, but if they order through us, it will be much better than us paying the 20% or whatever percentage it is that we pay. So how do you, uh, how do, you do your menu? How do, how do the recipes come up? How did you make uh, it? So we use my mother's um, recipes uh, for the most part. Uh, we have tricked them a little bit to um, fit the menu to the community. Um, you know, if I was in all Latino-based uh, community, I would I would have just kept them the way they were. But uh, you know, we have a lot of diversity, thankfully, and in the Boston area that, um, you know, um, 
I don't want to say that that it's Americanized because it's it's not, but um, it's not as um, rich as my mother used to make the the food. Um, mm-hmm. It's great. It, it's really tasty, and and people that have had panchos, they, they'll tell you that it's really authentic. But it's it's not as it's not a hundred percent. Well, it's you're you're making food for a lot of people. I mean, that's Mm -hmm. what one of the things that we learned in the barbecue business is we serve competition style barbecue. But when you're Mm -hmm. competing in a professional barbecue contest, you're competing for judges, certified judges, and they get one bite of your barbecue. The people that come in every single day, they're going to eat all of the barbecue. So it is a little bit different and you have to alter the recipe in order to take care of instead of just feeding a family of eight people or 10 people, you're feeding hundreds Mm. of people, hopefully every single day. So you're, you're batching those recipes. How many, uh, how many employees do you have working for you? Um, about 17. Amazing. And how do you, how do you recruit? How do you find the talent? Um, actually, they they get their their own friends to come up, and you know we'll give it a shot. And you know if it works, which for the most part uh, they do, um, that's how that's how we do it. Um, one time I had to post uh, on uh, our Facebook, but that's it. Other than that, same uh, guys will you know bring their friends, and you know um, because we treat them really well you know, mm-hmm. their family as well. I actually spend more time with my employees than my own family. So they're, <laughs> yeah, they're pretty much it's true. familiar. It's a true, yeah. true statement. Uh, and, you know, one of the things that, that I talk about a lot on the show is, is as hospitality leaders, you know, especially as men, it's easy. We, we take care of everybody. We have to take care of our team. We have to take care of our village. We have to take, we're in the hospitality. Very rarely do we take care of ourselves. Is there anything that you exactly. do? Is there anything that you do as a leader to to prioritize self care? Uh, uh, I think that I I feel like I'm a father when I'm there, and I think of them as my like I said, my family. So um, I think they they I don't think that I think about myself when I'm, when. You know, but I, I actually they they do take care of me. Um, yeah. You know, it's it, it's a two way street. You know, I give a lot. They they give they give us a lot as well. So, what, um, what do you do when you're not in the restaurant? Besides thinking go, about the restaurant, I, I go crazy. <laughs> I go crazy. Um, you know, I spend time with my kids. Um, uh, and 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 how old are your my, kids? Uh, my partner. I have a. 11 year old daughter and a seven year old kid. Beautiful. Uh, son. Yeah. Beautiful. And what yeah. do you, what do you, what do you like to do with them? I mean, do you want them to be in the business? Cause I have a five year old, um, I have a five year old son and a three year old daughter. And, you know, as leaders, we, this is the businesses that we chose that the careers that we chose. It's always totally. a, a question of, do we want them to follow in our footsteps or make their own path? My daughter can't wait to be at an age where she can, Started working at Pancho. She loved it. Amazing. She loved it. Yeah. Um, we'll see. Who knows? You know, I, I will support whatever she likes to do. And, you know, I'll, that's what we do as, as parents. 
do you do you have any mentors or any teachers that have taught you anything any lessons that they taught you about about the restaurant business or business in general yeah actually the, the first gm that i had i mean i i did everything that i was a cook then i was a bus boy then i was a a server trainer i i did some openings for for like i said magianos and i think that guy that uh you know his name is david kosowski uh he was amazing he he was a politician pretty much he was he will coach, he will take something and you know you'll see it he'll say this is black and i'm like no it's white and at the end of the day you'll be like oh god this is black and uh, you know he'll make you believe in yourself and that's something that you know because i was it was it was my sec it, it is my second language and he was like you can do it you could you could do better you could and he pushed me to a point where i did everything in the restaurant and i you know i became a gm um you know for for that company so it, it was it was great that's amazing and what uh what are the what are the big plans for 2023 um so we uh, so we have two locations. One of the locations we want to do, change the menu a little bit for for that. You know, again, we are gonna um, we're gonna please the uh, the uh, the uh, the town, um, and I think that we're gonna do some Mexican tapas and and try to make it more like bar, like a tapa bar. Uh, kind of things with, uh, you know, more margaritas, more um, drinks. And, you know, that's what we are planning to do. And we're going to execute it soon um, in about two months. And we're really excited because it, it's going to be, you know, we do food, not drinks. Now we're going to do drinks. Awesome. And, 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 you know, we're really excited about it. That's amazing. Well, Carlos, uh, I really appreciate it. I was super excited when I met with the FUDA team about what they were doing and they were raving about the work that that you do um, with them um, all over the, the Boston area, Massachusetts area where you guys are located. And um, anybody that's listening to this, we'll put a link in the show notes. Please follow Carlos Pancho's to keep, say it for Taqueria. me. Taqueria. Taqueria. Gosh, yeah, you got Pancho's. <laughs> Pancho's Taqueria. We will put a link in the show notes. Follow them on Instagram. Follow them on all their social handles. Um, and check out Fuda. If you're in the if you're in the restaurant business, chances are they're in your market. They can help you sell more food, get more of Absolutely. those orders that you're looking for. Um, any advice to anybody that uh, if they decide to to do something with Fuda, what kind of advice to be successful? Um. I would say follow what they tell you. Uh, it's really a specific for, um, you, you know, just follow. They'll give you a site direction. Just follow it. And, you know, it's really easy to get to where you're, you, you want to go and just follow the prep that they tell you because many people don't and then they run out of food or they over prep. Um, so just, just follow direction. I know we don't want to follow. <laughs> we don't follow because that's who we are. Restaurant owners are the worst. <laughs> yep, exactly. So yeah. just, just follow what they tell you, and you'll be successful with them. Right on. Well, I appreciate it, Carlos. I will uh, look forward. How far are you from Boston? Because I go out to Boston um, to, to Toast headquarters frequently. 
Oh yeah. How uh, far? We are about 15, 20 minutes. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not that far. Okay. I'll yeah. figure out, I'll figure out a time. Usually it's a tight schedule when I'm, I'm in Boston, but uh, I appreciate you taking the time to come and talk to our, our digital no, hospitality audience. And uh, yeah, we're grateful to find any, uh, any entrepreneurs that are, that are winning. I mean, you're doing incredible work. You've survived through the pandemic. You're bringing incredible Mexican food and recipes to, you know, the Massachusetts area, uh, Boston area. That's, that's why we do what we do. We, we love this business. We love stories and, uh, and you're an inspiration to everybody. So thank you. Well, thank you so much. And uh, when you come up, you, you better have our carnitas. That's the, okay. That's what I'm getting. The carnitas. You got a deal. You got it. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. Thank you. If you guys want to reach me, it's at Sean P. Walchef, S-H-A-W-N. P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. And a reminder, every Wednesday and Friday on the social audio app Clubhouse, um, 10 a.m. Pacific time, 1 p.m. Eastern time, we have rooms where we talk to people like you, people that are listening to the show, come up on stage, share your story, talk about your content creation, your sales, your marketing, your digital hospitality solutions or problems. Um, We talk about them all. And uh, that's where we have a community. So we'd love for you guys to join us. Thank you, Carlos, for your time. Thank you so much. uh, We'll see you for some amazing food sometime soon. You got it. Thank you. I appreciate it.